Hello and welcome to the Sala podcast. My name is Steph and today I'm catching up with artist Shirley Wu in her studio sort of are we underground? Yes, <laughs> in I Nexus think we're in the basement. <laughs> anyway, it's very cool. I've never been in this room before uh, and yeah, so that's where we're catching up. We are meeting on the traditional lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. All right, Shirley, thank you for making time today. I know you're very busy. <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear about your practice and where you draw inspiration for the work that you make and, and what you've got on the go. Uh, but for those who might not have seen your past work before, can you share what kind of materials you like to work with? Sure. Um, thank you, Steph, um, for having me today. Um, so uh, although I'm more recognised as a glass artist now, um, but I have been working in a wide range of materials, such as uh, found river stone, um, silicon, um, ceramic, metal, slime, foam. Um, Did you say slime? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you've got yeah. everything. And do you consider yourself like a, because I know you've caught, you're a jeweler, you're, is it sculpture or do you, I don't know, I guess you've got many hats, I guess. Yeah, I would like to explore more and more, you know, art form, uh, medium materials as well, because I don't take that as, um, not sort of limited to one identity of, yeah. No, they're they're my tools Mm. to express, um, or interact, um, Although glass has been a like a, a dominant um, medium for me in the last two three years, mm-hmm. um, so I ha- I literally been have been mainly making with glass and mm-hmm. silver clay, um, but even in my glass sculptures I work with other mediums such as solar wood, um, essential oil. I like to you know get to know the characteristic of each material. Mm. And how do you sort of simply describe or sum up your artwork to somebody new? Mm. So the keywords in my works are like sensory experience, embodied experience, healing. Mm. Um, they can be involved in the process of making or creating or the expressive um, or interactive physical works. Some of my earlier works encourage people to touch to feel the temperature the tactility to smell my practice is also about personal development and exploration of identity a healing journey a meditation Can't wait to get into the use of the oils, but first, um, let me just quiz you about the progression of your education. So you've got three qualifications from three different countries, <laughs> a Bachelor of Arts in Jewellery and Accessories from Middlesex University in London, Master of Design and Contemporary Art from UniSA. But sandwiched in between those, you studied a Diploma of Aromatherapy and Bodywork in Hong Kong. And you mentioned that this particular area of study holistic therapy uh that that's a source of inspiration for your work and I I do get that very strongly (laughs) looking at your work and and the use of you know oils and things like that can you I mean maybe explain what holistic therapy entails so that we can understand how it connects to your work 
Sure. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the aromatherapy diploma I did in Hong Kong. Um, it brings me back to the last project I did before I left London to China. Um, it was about massage. Mm. Um, it, I made a series of hand handheld body objects that can be used as massage tools. Yeah. Um, I think that was a a seed planted in me. Yeah, um, yeah. that was that, an early work, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that was um, healing. I think um, that was a big theme, and it becoming like continuously a big theme in my work as well. Um, and that's what brought me into doing art therapy later. Oh, cool. Amazing. <laughs> and to answer your question, the idea of holistic therapy was coming from aromatherapy, like the, um, um, the, 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 the training in Hong Kong, aromatherapy and bodywork training mm. in Hong Kong. Um, it encouraged me to see myself as a whole, as a whole, yes, yeah. like yeah. as a whole um, yeah. experience. Yeah. Um. This, I guess, that's in the word holistic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um. So this body and mind are connected, mm. um, to the wider world in many ways. Mm. That's a great entry point for a practice, actually, because yeah, you're not just thinking materially; you are thinking on many levels of connection yeah thanks to um the great tutor i had um in hong kong um and like that literally brought me back to the memory when i was um traveling intensively between mainland china where home is was um to hong kong crossed the border every weeks for um a year to do that training yeah yeah wow yeah yeah yeah, it was like um, I was between different transportations from car to high-speed train to metro to train again to bus. Literally, you know, you have to go through four or five different oh my gosh. kind of Ironically, you would have needed a massage after all that. <laughs> And it was crowded as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, what an interesting time of your life that would have been. Yeah, and then like when I sit and uh, in a class or lay on a massage uh, table, mm. it was all of a sudden a different world. Mm. Um, very relaxed, very therapeutic, mm. self-paced, um, and it was a surreal experience. Yeah, what a contrast. Yeah, and this was a mirror of my life as well. Um, traveling in between places, different cultures. Um, and that's co- like um, to me that was a constant loss of um, stability mm. um, and also the sense of belonging, the displ- uh, displacement. Mm. Um, and I needed something to anchor me. Yeah. Um, and so jewelry making, aromatherapy, now glass and Chinese calligraphy, um, they were that's how I think that's how it come yeah so that sort of intentional mindfulness of making and being present is that sort of clawing back a bit of that you know time and control yeah 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 literally um so when it comes into my practice um the idea of holistic therapy helps me to integrate uh, my separated mind and body um to meditate through making um my body is 
like also became uh, become the material mm. as well. Um, my breath um, become part of the process. Yeah. So it's so actually the um, as much as we can look at the objects that you've produced, the process is significant and very important in the making and. Um, you know, it comes from a place of this process benefiting you first and then, you know, the expression of that. So that's, that's really cool. And did you end up becoming a, a practitioner of aromatherapy and bodywork as well or do you continue to do that alongside or is it blurred with <laughs> your practice <laughs> ah that's an interesting question yes i did actually go on to practice as a massage therapist mm. for six years oh wow yeah <laughs> and that wasn't the plan after i um finished the training until i moved to australia <laughs> Um, I didn't know it would become my survival skill yeah, um, yeah. to support my living and art practice. Yeah. But it, it was great. Yeah. Um, the massage practice also kept me doing repetitive uh, movements mm-hmm. and build up rhythm as well of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I get to know my hands really well. Um, I It requires me to focus on the sensation of my hand, how to handle my hand. Um, and these are uh, like were essentials in healing of touching mm, yeah no hearing you talk about massage it just sounds like you're talking about your practice so yeah that <laughs> that is a very clear connection that's really cool um and I do really like those early works the sort of forms that yeah I get that impression it's like yeah I can almost feel the hands on my back you know yeah. looking at those objects so very cool um, now you were the winner of the 2021 City Rural Emerging Artists Award as part of Sala Festival with a glass sculpture that kind of like undulated and was filled with uh, a yellow liquid. I'm assuming that was an oil. Um, and I've seen similar ones from you with blue, green, orange liquid inside. Um, some of them are full, some of them are partially full, and they usually have these rather sweet little corks holding the liquid in. This is probably one of the types of works that people would have seen of yours. Can you tell me about this series? Yeah, sure. Um, I think this body of work, the organic hollow glass forms, were made of um, test tubing um, where, like, laboratory um, used um, really it's lot. made out of test tubes yeah um <laughs> <laughs> well that's where it comes from oh yeah, yeah. um also it called like uh, people called them borosilicate glass or hard glass mm. um it's they have their very specific property mm. um compared to other glass like window glass soft glass yeah. uh, obstacle glass yeah yeah um the starting point for me was a process of trying to um find a solution for scent um and to storage and diffuse the scent right and then that led me to start learning lamp working, which is a technique that uh, in glass I'm using today. Yeah. Um, and so during this process, I was taught um, to make regular shapes, to bend glass, to join glass together, like in scientific glass blowing. Yeah. Um, but 
for some reason, my character just didn't like that. <laughs> I like make mistakes. Um, <laughs> so I did. I started making the glass into very organic shapes mm-hmm. and I really just resonate with it with my heart. Yeah. Um, so I started develop the glass. All the glass has their own mind. <laughs> mind of its own, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they developed into quite um, um, quirky shapes. Yeah, it's hard to describe them almost. They just kind of go in their own directions. Yeah, and, yeah. that's literally what, um, how, it is, how I would describe it as well. Yeah. Um, they have their own mind. They go wherever they want. And I often don't have a physical imagination of what it comes out. You just have to, to see. <laughs> I just have to see and follow its mind. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, and also later on, it became a process for me to meditate, to um, rethinking, restructure. And it's also a space for me to be able to rethink, um, restructure my thinking. Like uh, my like the way you think about your practice? The way I think yeah. about my practice. Yeah. Also rethink my way of thinking about my life, my culture, mm. my identity. Mm. So th- there was a space there. So that process of making allowed you that time. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. Yeah. 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 And I guess you've got to, when you're in that unpredictable space of, I don't know what this is going to turn out like, you do just kind of have to come back to basics and <laughs> come yeah, back to yourself and, yeah. and just be in tune with the material, yeah. Now that you said that, it literally brought me back to when I was making it um, because the unknown of the result, I mm. have to focus on the present moment, mm. to focus on my breath, to focus on the state of the glass, uh, whether it's mountain, what's the reference uh, point, what's the reference color. Um, I have to focus on... Uh, my sensation, my hearing, my smelling, my eyesight, mm-hmm. and how I feel the temperature as well. Yeah. It's all of that. It's the weight of the glass, the gravity, the rhythm, mm-hmm. the movement. It's all connected, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess there would be nothing that makes you need to be more present than working with glass. <laughs> yeah. You well, can't be is... not paying attention. <laughs> It is a very risky and dangerous uh, process mm. if you take that, you know, um, the torch can go up to thousands of different degree. Yeah. Um, it will burn anything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you need to be like, in that zone. Super intense, yeah. super focused, wow. but also very meditative in time. Like in, in a way, it's yeah. very weird. That is weird because the <laughs> results are so, and, you know, what you get out of it is so meditative and the the sort of risk and the danger is <laughs> such a strange contrast but yeah, yeah I guess it's but that's what balance is isn't it that's that sort of one thing against another so very cool I had not thought about the danger <laughs> <laughs> I guess it will be the evidence of the process as well like um glass as a material um the transparency the honey-like consistency in molten state mm. um in my mentor um well in my previous mentor peter minson's words he describes um glass as a a, a frozen fluid yeah yeah <laughs> so what you did to it it literally has its own 
mark making. Yeah. If you you know take yeah. that, and of course it developed itself in the process as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> <laughs>、um, now, my first encounter of your work was at Feltspace during I think. Fringe Festival in 2021, which was the and it was in the backroom gallery, and you like walked in, and there were these really tall columns of, I think parchment, but I could be wrong,、um, on the back wall, and some of those sheets of parchment were decorated with Chinese calligraphy, and some of them were like decorated with the shadows of suspended glass sculptures, but they still evoked that mark making. Um, on the paper, can you please talk about this work? <laughs> of course,、um, I remember those beautiful photos. Oh yes, I took photos of <laughs> of my work.、Uh, <laughs> that was great.、Um, the body of work、uh, was for the first time I brought elements from my traditional cultural、um, heritage, which is Chinese. Um, the series of work was part of Feltspace Award program, where I had the chance to be mentored by amazing glass artist Ursula Helpy,、um, and worked with the supportive Feltspace team.、Um, it was an incredible experience, and also that connected to my next opportunity, the graduate in residence in Canberra Glassworks, and became. Also later on, I became became part of the、uh, Feltspace committee.、Um, What a great springboard! Then <laughs> <laughs> I think Feltspace is like that. You sort of get in that circle, and then you just get absorbed. Yeah, <laughs> you get in, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally.、Um, so talking about the work, it was it was a process for me to restructure my knowing about my traditional culture.、Mm. Um, and also to re-establish how I see my upbringings, my culture, my surroundings,、um, and also it was a stage that I didn't focus on what the Chinese calligraphy content was about, and one of the reason why I this、uh, structure of the of the calligraphy、uh, into parts and strokes. Because、um, at the time I was trying to focus on the process of breathing、um, on both practice,、uh, either Chinese calligraphy and also lamp working.、Mm. Um, it was a focus of the movement, the breath, the lifting up the brush and dropping down and holding the breath, and also relieve the breath along moving with my brush. Wow! So that. It's almost like the breath work in mark making, or you know,、yeah. whatever practice it is. That is really cool. Did you slow? Like, did you do that then slower to time with your breath, or did you just be mindful of it? I was、uh, more of be mindful of、yeah. my breath,、um, and that take a lot of practice to do so. And often I just get in and out, in and out. It's like practicing、uh, meditation. Oh, like losing the focus and then yeah, bringing yourself back. Yeah, losing the focus、back. and、yeah. coming back to the focus, coming back to the breath again, and I think that also brings my、uh, Chinese calligraphy practice into a line between my how my hand moves, how my mind moves, 
how my body moves、mm. at the same time, and then lamp working take that practice to another stage,、mm. which is slowing, slowing the whole process of making one stroke.、Mm. So it would take me, I don't know, ten times more, or even.、Uh, Longer, I don't know, to make one stroke in glass than doing it in Chinese calligraphy. Wow, yeah, that's just when you think like you'd already slowed it down. <laughs> you take it to another level. It's like, yeah, trying to make one stroke of a character is it? Would you call it a character or、uh, a stroke? Yeah, yeah, and then you're glass forming it. <laughs> so yeah, amazing. Yeah. And so that that that、um, slowness. Really helps me of thinking about the shape of the stroke and how it start, how it transformed,、mm. how it go down and up again,、mm. how and then it ends sharply or dully or rounding shapes.、Um, so the shapes was very much ab-、um, about the process, the movement, the breath. Itself. So then, at that stage, I didn't want to bring any、um, content. I remember at exhibition when I was sitting at a gallery. Yeah.、Um, there were quite a few visitors specifically asked me about what's the content of like the... what what do they mean? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was I wasn't prepared for the answer <laughs> at the time. But now, when I think back, I really wasn't actually trying to focus on the content at all. Yeah. I want to see、um, from. Either first perspective or second perspective, as in it's a shape. It's、yeah. just like someone who cross culture doesn't understand the language, but see it as a beautiful mark making. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Now, seeing as we are catching up. Within the Nexus building, I can only assume that there is a associated project or outcome <laughs> that we can expect <laughs> to follow. Can you please tell us what you've got coming up? Sure.、Um, I'm doing a three month、um, studio residency at Nexus at the moment,、um, and that would accumulate to an exhibition、um, at Fringe Festival next month. Wonderful. Oh gosh, that's so soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only a month away. Yeah, the、gosh. opening is on the sixteenth of February, I think.、Yeah. Wonderful. Yes, that is very soon. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> um, and what kind of work or practice have you been doing? Um, in this project, I'm doing a durational performance that focuses. <gasps> yeah, that's new for you. <laughs> it's it's a totally new area for me. A first. Time experience outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, I've never done performance before. I'm not sure later on, but <laughs> I'm very much enjoying this、yeah. process. And it, even though it's a new medium, I guess for you, it still makes a lot of sense given the goals of your practice and you know what you're focusing on. So yes, please, please tell me more. Sorry, I've interrupted. Sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, in so in this. Project I、um, focus on、um, the embodied experience where I use my body as a tool to for healing、um, through mindfulness, through connection, through self-regulation,、um, and 
that coming through my walkings and also my other meditative actions on the site, more specifically at Nexus Courtyard on the disability ramp. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ramp that actually leads down into, yeah, because if anyone hasn't been to Nexus before, you kind of got to go down <laughs> to get to it. Yeah. Okay, so it's so you're actually moving around the site and drawing yep. from that experience. Yeah. yeah. Um actually back to the question previously about material in my work. I think this time my body is my material. Wow. Cool. <laughs> um because my project is site focused, yeah. I have been doing walks and a head to toe fully grounded ritual at the Nexus courtyard on the ramp, which led me to be curious about the history of the site. Yeah, so like um, head to toe, like you're connecting, you're lying sort of yes, on the ground? I'm literally horizontal, horizontal yeah. on the ground, yeah. um, on my belly, on my face, yeah. on my thigh, yeah. Present. yeah, being present um, and fully touching the ground. Yeah, and what did you say that led you to after that? So it led me to be curious about what's behind this site, yeah. like what's the history. And yeah. um, so I started digging the um, what, what what was before Nexus right, on yeah, this site. Nexus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what was it like um, in here, like a, a hundred years ago or even longer. Mm. Um, and what I didn't expect was um, that I found there was – Joss House at this corner of Heine Street and uh, Morfitt Street, which is literally where uh, Nexus, Gem Factory, Mercury uh, Cinema are today. Mm. And what's a Joss House? A Joss House is, um, I think the term of Joss House is from Portuguese yeah. um, language. Um, it's a Chinese temple. Oh, wow. And more specifically, it was a Quanti temple, which is more of a, um, a local Chinese belief. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Amazing. Yeah. And it was used by the local Chinese community here who lives uh, and works and obviously, you know, around this area mm. yeah. and where um, Heine Street today, it used to be... Um, a center of um chinatown wow gosh i had no idea <laughs> i had no idea until i went to one day i went to the architecture museum at UniSA, and um there was a staff there and she has worked in UniSA for more than 20 years oh wow and what a so wealth of knowledge had the, yeah, she had the rich knowledge and memory about an exhibition uh, who has acknowledged this history. Oh, wow. Yeah. But otherwise, I can't see any recognition and any road signed anything about this vanished history. Yeah, what nothing to indicate what was there. Yeah. No. Um, and that Joss House was sitting there for almost... Um, it was 94 years, yeah, wow. almost 100 years until 84. Uh, that was when it was demolished. Wow. And so how then, like knowing that, is that how is that feeding back into this project? I think um, like as the very important 
meaning of it as as a new generation Chinese immigrant artist as well. Um, this bond me to the place, to the site, to the land even further. Mm. Um, apart from the physical bond, mm. which I've been doing, um, I developed a sense of belonging. Mm. Um, also the emotional bond as well, uh, the cultural bond that like one hundred years, more than one hundred years ago, there was a group of people who. Who were like me? Yeah, and they were here. Yeah, here traveled all this way. It was even longer, harder traveling than, um, and try to survive here. Mm. Try to make a living. Try to you know develop their family here, mm. their life here. So this is this was a fantastic new discovery for me. Yeah, gosh, I always have chills. <laughs> Oh wow! And so, um, what kind of like to picture the outcome? Like you, you have the exhibition. Will you be doing um, regular performance, or will there be remnants of performance? What will be in the space? Um, the space will be focused on bringing that performance practice into the gallery space. Mm. Either it will be sh um, shown as uh, installation work, mm -hmm. uh, where outlining um, my in more of a focus on internal experience of the performance that I have been doing at the courtyard. Mm -hmm. um, so I have things like. Um, I have been wearing white, specifically using my body as a canvas mm. um, and trying to pick up whatever is on the ground with the experience. Oh, right. So I'm looking at it behind you. So the, I can see a white t-shirt, some white pants, some gloves, some socks. So the sort of that's the sort of debris of what you've been, of those performances and that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So for me, that's my process, but also it's um, documentation, yes, um, as well as it's it's a work by itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that capsulated the um, the time, yes, the yeah. environment, yeah. the um, uh, my body as well mm. as in the skeleton, mm. um, and also um, the land. Yeah. Wow, very different to what you've done in the past. This is so exciting. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, as I said, this is totally new. Yeah. It's totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> very exciting, very scary. But I think this is a turning point. Mm, it's a oh, great good. turning point for me that um, I have been using my body, my hands more specifically. Yeah, you always words. have been. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, now I wanted to extend it to my whole body. Mm. I want to, you know, um, this this body with memory, with trauma, with all these um, tracks, marks of time. Mm. How do I release it? How do I open it up? How mm. do I get embodied experience and use this body to mm. heal me? Mm. Oh, I don't think we can top that. <laughs> I think we have to end there. <laughs> no, that's Amazing. great. Oh, well, we're very, very excited to see. So, yeah, 16th of February is when it opens. Oh, and 
you mentioned before that there'll be some workshops. That, yeah. yeah. So tell me about those just quickly. Um, the workshop will be um, open to public. Yeah. Um, having people over to join me um, to do the performance experience wow. what I experienced. Um, so that will be a group like, workshop yeah. or group performance if yeah. you take that cool. um audience will be able to pick up um the whole experience wow that's fantastic and they'll just they'll be booking information actually we yeah. can put it in the show notes <laughs> perfect oh what an opportunity oh well on that note i think we've tickled our brains plenty um so maybe we'll leave it at that <laughs> i think i've worn you out um, thank you so much and yeah, thank we you, will Steph. put all that information in there and we'll have to get to that exhibition.